I was getting frustrated with her and was like, Harper, you have to like stop, you know? But like at some point I was like, this is really not normal for her. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just asked her like Harper, like what, like, why are you acting this way? Like what's going on? Hey y'all, I'm Jamie and I'm Lauren and you're listening to mom where moms get real. Join us weekly as we talk about all things mom life, unfiltered, in a judgment-free zone. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about big emotions. Mm -hmm. Emotions that we experience as uh, moms and also emotions in our kids. Um, I think young kids can have very, very big emotions and handling that can sometimes be... uh, difficult on our emotions mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I think them handling the emotions us handling their emotions and figuring out what's the right way to yeah to navigate that yeah so. and then especially when we're having our own emotions like you're saying mm-hmm. navigating that so it's so hard so yeah. I think Lauren had a story she mm-hmm. wanted to start with yeah so we'll start there yeah and I feel like this was a good topic because all moms go through Oh right. yeah! Everybody has emotions. It's totally normal mm-hmm. to have emotions. Just and our emotions, us- I feel like, are heightened yeah. because we're always yes. on. Yes. Like you're just always, always on. You never get to turn it off, even mm-hmm. when, like, even when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, or if I'm like on vacation or whatever, it's still in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. It's always going. The gears always are always going. turning, right? Yeah. And it reminds me. You just said it when you're sleeping. It reminds me of that the sleep up episode that we did where we talked about the phantom. Like, oh yeah, the phantom crying, crying. the phantom door openings. So you're yeah. always. I think it's built into you when you become a mom to be on high alert. Yeah, you know, there's always just a piece of you that says, you know, do I need to be prepared and ready? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough, right? Of course, like I said, emotions are normal. It just tells us mm-hmm. what's happening in our bodies, but it's hard to know what to do and we Mm -hmm. all have our different childhoods and ways that we've learned how to handle emotions I think that was hard so yeah so my story is uh, so my husband was out of town for work for almost a week um and that's a long time a long time was it any weekend part or just yeah so we left on a Sunday and came back on a Thursday Yeah. yeah, it's different when it's a weekend versus during well, the week. Yeah, during the week, you have usually childcare or something, yeah. or at school, well, it, unless you stay home. But right, unless you're a stay at home mom. But even yeah. then, you have your usually have a routine. I would imagine versus right. on weekends. I mean, sometimes you have a routine, but it's a little bit more of a free for all. Yeah, you're with them a little all the time. more difficult. Yeah. yeah, it always feels more difficult. I'm always so much more drained on the weekends. Oh, me too. Because <sighs> I feel like I rely more on Evan on the weekends than I do during the week. Yeah, yeah, so. and we don't have any other help, yeah. right? You know, like the we were talking about the school and whatnot. So. So he goes out of town, and I want to say, side note, um, I feel for all the mamas out there who have husbands that are consultants or travel for work all the oh time. Oh my gosh, can because, you imagine? And maybe you just get used to it. I, I would or imagine. military, like yeah. Laurel, yeah. and they're gone for like months, months at a time. Wow. Props to you guys, because I guess you, you figure out how to get used to it, you get your help, so kudos, because it was just brutal. And I had help. I was very fortunate that my mother-in-law was able to help me. Um, but I think what was so hard this, this past, when he was out was that I felt like I was always on. Yeah. And it was so draining. It's, it felt like, it was almost like my mother-in-law, hopefully she doesn't get offended, but it's more like she was like an assistant and she was a wonderful assistant and she like did all the things and, you know, showed up for me and it was amazing. But, you know, your kids want mommy and daddy. They don't usually want grandma and grandma. Because it's what they're used to, right? So it was like. 
it was pretty much she would entertain one while I did one bedtime and then the next bedtime I was managing dinner I was having to you know wake up early in the morning if you know my son tends to wake up sometimes in the middle of the night so having to manage that and then my sleep being off and it was just I just felt like I was on Mm -hmm. on 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 and it was exhausting and I noticed something about myself that I was getting um, I was feeling lethargic, like very unmotivated. All I wanted to do was just eat. Um, thankfully, I had a light work week. I don't know if maybe that was a problem. Maybe if I was busier with work, <laughs> be like I would be more motivated and distracted. I don't know. But I was also just exhausted again because my sleep was disturbed. Yeah. Um, and if anybody else has pets out there, oh, my pets too. It was like having four kids that week because I had, you know, two kids. And then my dog sometimes would have to go out in the middle of the night. The cat would like you guys let your dog out in the middle of the night if he has to go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he's he's old, so it's probably harder for him to. I don't know. I I don't. I think what happens is if I move in the bed, he's thinking like, oh, it's time to get up, and so then he goes to the door. Oh my gosh! I know, and I'm so. And this is where I become very (laughs) aware and grateful of what my husband does because he's usually the ones that would wake up with my kid in the in the middle of the night. He's the one that would take the dog out because I just sort of like. And I even said, like, sometimes in the night, I would say to my dog, like, sorry, like, you're going to have to hold it. Like, if I'm holding it, you're holding it. Yeah. Like, you're okay. Oh, my gosh. He's not that old, so it's not, like, a problem. And yeah. honestly, and really, I was so tired that part of me was thinking, like, if he pees in the house, like, whatever. I'll deal with it in the morning. I'm yeah. just, like, so tired. And I also find that I handle things differently. Like, even when my son woke up in the middle of the night, he had to go to the bathroom, and I, my husband would get out of bed, walk with him to the bathroom, like, make sure he flushed and washed his hands, and I was just like, go to the bathroom, like, I'm like, see ya. And so I did tell him, I was like, I think that's easier, because when I didn't get out of bed, I was still half asleep, and it was easier for me to fall back asleep, whereas when he's getting up and getting out of the bed and walking across the house with him and whatever, and then he's complaining to me that he can't fall back asleep, I'm like, of course you can't fall back asleep, because you've now, like, gotten your body up and moving. So, I don't know, I'm definitely much more, like laid back like I'm I'm tired so everybody just do what you gotta do yeah so yeah so between my son waking up the dog having to go out the cat like coughing up fur balls and oh like it was just ugh, it was just it was hard it was hard and being all on me and then having to wake up whenever the kids would wake up mm-hmm. between six and seven in the morning which was grateful actually that they slept that long it was just hard and so yeah so like I was saying I just felt very unmotivated I, all I wanted to do was eat and I was able to identify that I was just looking for comfort. It was yeah. like, I just needed comfort because I was feeling kind of alone in this, even though, again, like I said, I had my mother-in-law, but I just missed my husband. Yeah. And I thought to myself at the end, towards the end of the week, and I said, ha, you know, this is something very different. Because in the past when he would travel, I would just get so angry at him. Like, mm. look at you. And he would text me throughout the trip, and he's like, oh, I did karaoke. And, like, in my mind, I want to be like, no, I was strangling Like, motherfucker was part of my language. <laughs> but, like, you know, here I am struggling. And he didn't know. And, you know, no, he's just trying to share. Right, he's trying to share, yeah, right? He's trying yeah, to be like, look what I did. Totally like, innocent. you love to sing, and, like, yeah. I did this, and this is out of my comfort zone. So he's trying to share and connect with me. And yeah. I was able to recognize that, even though I was like, I hate you. Like, it would be nice if, like, I could sleep in, and my meeting started at 9 a.m. that were down downstairs and then I went out like with all my colleagues at night and we partied up and whatever and here I am like not having that um and so like in the past I I would probably be like really angry at him like you have to do everything and like I'm exhausted and blah 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 
And I actually took a moment to think to myself, okay, how do I want to play this? Yeah. I can get really angry at him, and then he'll be, you know, upset and feel like mm-hmm. he can never travel and create, like, disconnection. The stress our, on the relationship. Yeah, the stress, stress on, on, the, relationship. on the job, mm-hmm. his relationship with his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of it. Or I could just be really thankful that he's home mm-hmm. and, sh- and, you know, tell him I missed him and I loved him. Yeah. And that, I feel like, was actually a huge, like, leap for me because as therapists, right, we know these things, but it's much easier to take your own uh, advice, like any of us, I feel like. Um, But that was, like, I was proud of myself, and I was even able to communicate to him, like, that I missed him. I was realizing I was needing comfort, like, all the things. And, and And so things went really well because I was able to take sort of, like, a positive spin on it. Yeah, so how did you... How did you take that pause? Because I know, like, for me, sometimes it's just, like, 0 to 60 in, like, point zero 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 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it just happens so quickly that there's no, well, I feel like there's no chance to be like, wait, let me, like, think about this. Mm-hmm. So how did you, how did you do that? Figure it out? Yeah. So we get real here, and I feel like I'm not alone in this. Many therapists have therapists because we hear mm-hmm. a lot of stories we're human and so I feel like being able to talk it out with somebody yeah who okay. gets it and can be like my own mirror because sometimes we can get stuck in our own worlds I feel like that has helped me so that I've gotten to a place to recognize what am I really needing okay. and what I'm yeah. really needing is love and support and when I get nervous and I'm not getting love and support I can get like upset yeah. Because I feel like if I, I'm upset and I'm like, well, we need to do this, 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 and this. My husband will do this, 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 and this. But then he'll be like, well, now I want to stay away from you because... Yeah, it pushes him away. You're like a hurricane coming yeah. through. Well, same thing, same dynamic with my husband. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And it's wonderful because you get things done, but then when you're like, wait, really, I just want to like have someone hug me and cuddle with me, they're like, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. So, right? <laughs> um, so I feel like that has helped me recognize like what I'm really needing um, which is hard and that's why I recommend everybody gets therapy because I feel like we all can get stuck in our ways and we really have Mm -hmm. needs that we need met and we just don't even know how to identify it or express it it's really and that's that the big emotions Mm -hmm. and like it's so hard to like when you're feeling these emotions you just get kind of caught up in it and it's hard to like rationalize Mm -hmm. and be like what's actually at the root of this emotion what am I needing because you're just feeling right what am I needing? Because you're just feeling, you go into like, your mind goes into panic mode, survival mode, cavewoman mode, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And it's hard to kind of slow that down and say, what is going on? Yeah. And so, I don't know what it was in that moment. That's why I just feel like I'm curious if it's like the work that I've been, you know, doing. And then also, obviously the work I do with my clients, because I feel like they teach me as much as I teach yeah, them sure. or work with them. That helped me say, okay, how, how do I want to play this? And I think something also that was happening for me was I think I was feeling a little disappointment in myself that mm. I was so unmotivated mm. and I was yeah. eating a lot. I think I gained like four pounds like that week because I was just like shoving food in my mouth and it was like nothing was like satiating it because yeah, again, well, that you're overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. And that wasn't what I needed. I didn't need to eat like 10,000 calories. I needed yeah. like help um, or, you know, that comfort. So. I think then it's like a vicious cycle where you want comfort, so you eat a lot of food. Then you feel terrible about the mm-hmm. fact that you ate a lot of food. So then you eat more. So then you eat more, and it's like <laughs> this horrible thing. 
And it, another like sort of epiphany I had was afterwards when I'm like, Ugh, I felt so unmotivated this week. I feel like I did nothing. And then I was able to say to myself, no, wait a second. I did a lot. Like I have these kids, like mainly my responsibility, mm-hmm. taking care of them. That is a lot of work. And it makes sense that that was extra work that I don't normally have, that maybe mm-hmm. some other things had to go to the wayside, or maybe I just had to take breaks and watch yeah. TV and eat because that helped me get through that week. Yeah. So I felt like that was very enlightening for me. Um, but if we were talking about this, like, during the week when it was happening, like, it would not be so enlightening. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, I hate my husband and how dare he go away and, ah, right? Like, he can't have fun because I'm miserable. So... <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like that's sort of the way that I processed big emotions, is taking a moment Mm -hmm. to step back and say, okay, what am I really needing right now? How do I want to play this? Mm -hmm. What will happen if I play it with anger versus playing it with really what I'm needing, comfort? And how can I be kind to myself that says, I am doing a big job, and yeah, maybe this isn't the week that I'm going to, you know, be a superwoman and conquer the world and do all the things. Like, this week I just need to get by. Yeah. And that's okay. And then when my husband came back, I actually felt re-energized. Like, I yeah. felt good. And I was relieved that he did the nights and he, like, helped let me sleep in sometimes because that was also a, a win. Um, so I felt like because I was also more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, positive with him or, mm-hmm. you know, nicer in my response to him that then he was able to show up for me. Yeah. So a little bit of a couple therapy for you guys, <laughs> free of charge. Um, but, yeah, that was my week. Yeah, but I stressful. feel like it also fits in, yeah, but it's definitely stressful. So I might make it sound like it's, you know, wonderful rainbows and sunshines, but it most certainly was not. Yeah. And I feel like it also ties in what we were saying at the beginning of what it's like when we're having our emotions and mm-hmm. going day to day, whether it's a hard week or not, and then our kids have big emotions. And so yeah. then, I know, Jamie, you had a story that you want to share about what it's like when your kids have big emotions and yeah. managing them. Yeah. So, yes, we had an experience last week that was definitely a, the biggest, probably biggest emotion I've ever seen in Harper. Wow. I mean, it was really kind like of four like... four and a half year old. Uh, yeah, four and a half. And it was, you know, I, I wasn't... Like, saying that I was surprised isn't the right word because it makes sense to me why she was so upset and I'll get into that. But there was some... Like, it just was new, I guess. It was just like a new thing that I had never experienced with her before and so so she's has been very upset the past few weeks Mm -hmm. since um since we put our dog down yeah and And she was close with the dog and kind of (laughs) she was I mean she feels like she was right like the the dog was he he was old when she was born already and he kind of for the most part avoided her but she loved him like yeah. he she would like call him her baby like she really like loved this dog right. and and he was part of the family he was part of the family and one day he's there he's always been there and then mm-hmm. one day he's not there yeah so obviously yeah. she can feel that sense of loss yeah even though they weren't like you know buddies like you know marley and me or something yeah yeah so she definitely felt that loss I mean, that was all all she had ever known was having Charlie around, right? Like, um, and that was her first experience with death. Her first experience with death. That's a lot. And you know, it was it was hard on me, you know, because I I had Charlie for so long and we yeah. were so connected, but like I also had a life before Charlie. Like I know what it's like yeah. to have a life without him, yeah. and um, I've experienced I've you know gone through you know death before. Right. But he was also your that. first baby. 
He was. So you're already having yeah. big emotions about losing your first baby. Yeah. Right? I know it's fur babies. It was hard. Human, but it's still your, that's your baby. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. Surprisingly, this is like a little uh, divergence, but like Harper actually was like there for me when I was upset about Charlie. Like it was really, really sweet. Like I, um, I got her this book called, actually you had mentioned The Invisible Strain. Yeah. It's a great book. So there's also a one by the same author called The Invisible Leash. Oh. And so I got that book for her and like I was like reading it and I like start started crying because like I was like just so emotional about it. This was only like, you know, two weeks after it had happened. Mm-hmm. And she, um, so I'm like <laughs> about to cry. Oh. So sweet. She was like, it's okay, mommy. Like Charlie's all around us. And like, it was really, really sweet. So yeah, but she also has been very upset and like, you know, random nights she'll, she would like cry and um, mm-hmm. say she missed him and stuff. So last week on uh, one day last week, she came home and she was just acting really weird. Mm. Like she was like just screaming things mm. like random stuff, you know, like thing like, I don't know. It was just really weird. Like screaming, like doing kind of weird, crazy things. And just out of character, just out her. of character, like acting out. And I was getting frustrated with her and was like, Harper, you have to like stop, you know? But like at some point I was like, this is really not normal for her. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just asked her like, Harper, like what, like, why are you acting this way? Like what's going on? And, and um, at first she said, well, I miss Charlie. And she like started crying. And then she told me that that day she had told a kid in her class that uh, Charlie had died and that, and then the kid laughed when she told him that. Yeah. That must have been heartbreaking. Yeah. So like when she told me that, like it was, it was like heartbreaking for her and like heartbreaking to me, like for a four and a half year old to have to go through that kind of not rejection well yeah like rejection of like emotional support that she was looking for support from her friend and as we all look for it yeah yeah and she didn't get it and you know at first you know of course there was like a flash of like anger at the kid that I felt right Right. because like I'm like how how dare he like he like hurt my baby you know but he's only four years old and Harper's the oldest in her class Mm -hmm. so she's you know he's probably a few months younger than her and I think a few months of that age also makes a difference mm-hmm. but you know I'm sure he he didn't understand what he was doing I'm sure it wasn't like some right he's like how do I laugh at her today no her yeah like, yeah like, like how do I make her hurt you right. know like how do I hurt her right maybe he's never That's, experienced death maybe he yeah. doesn't know the appropriate response to the I don't know Who yeah knows, right yeah Usually people are malicious and especially at that age they can't comprehend yeah. like how to manipulate emotions like that yeah usually. Yeah, so that's okay. kind of what I told her. Like, you know, yeah, that's really hurtful. Yeah. But I'm sure he didn't understand, you know, like what you're going through um, and didn't mean it in that way, yeah. you know. But, yeah, it sucks. Like, yeah. that's really hurtful. Um, and she, that whole night, she was so, she was just hysterical. Mm-hmm. Like, the entire night until she fell asleep. But after she talked to you, she went from being like what you're calling like a crazy lunatic to more of like emotion. Yes. Like she was able to cry. So some, yeah. so something by you talking to her, she was able to take that probably anger piece yeah. as we were talking about earlier, right? And really show the real emotion, which was sadness yeah. and hurt. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. 
Yeah. She was able to do that. And she was able to communicate that to you. I mean, that's yeah. how hard adults have, right? And mm-hmm. abilities when they say what's wrong and they're like, nothing. And it's, you know, we have our coping mechanisms. Yeah. The fact that she was able to open up to you and feel her feelings, which is unfortunate that she has that sadness. But, but I think it's, it's important, like, to give her that option. Because I think back on yeah. times, like, when she's acted out and I just get frustrated. Right. You know, I'm just like, Harper, stop, or you're going to get time out, or whatever, right? right? But, like, sometimes maybe there's a reason for it. Like, sometimes kids are just acting out because they're tired There's or always whatever. a reason. But, like, yeah, sometimes there might be something bigger right. going on. Right. And I think just, like, right. opening that door and, and yeah. instead of getting angry, like, I wasn't getting angry at her. Yeah. I just wanted to know what was going on because right. this was so over the top. Yeah, it was so out of character. Yeah. yeah right? I mean, it, it's hard, right? Because that's what I was saying. Like, they always have a reason. I don't think kids say, oh, it's Monday at 12 p.m. Like, I'm just going to, like, scream. Yeah, I'm because, just not crazy. Right, I'm not crazy <laughs> and, like, piss mom off. Like, wouldn't that be fun, right? They're, they're yeah. like, attention. They're feeling sad. They're feeling whatever, right? All these emotions. Mm-hmm. And so we can get frustrated, which, of course, we have moments where it just sets us over the limit and we can't, you know, sit there and be like, how are you feeling? And let's talk yeah. about this. But that's beautiful that you were able to, in those moments, really identify and that she was able to share with you that she was hurt and she was sad and yeah. she was able to let it out yeah oh, wow Poor so yeah so that was our like big emotion story last week and yeah. and I, after that night after she cried how was she the next day like do you feel like you, she, she was she was upset still she was, still she was very sad um she's still sad about it Ugh. like for for days now she's she's brought it up most days like i still feel sad about oh. what this kid set did and um so what do you do with that how do you that's a tough one how do you help her I it's hard because it's like I I don't know like you know I think sometimes it just takes time you know to like get through something yeah I did let her stay home from school the next day and you know I I still worked but we spent some time together and then um you know on Saturday we did like a special afternoon time just me and her we like went and did stuff but yeah I think it's just I just try to be supportive I don't know just like tell her that you know I understand how you're feeling you know like I that is really terrible and but it's also explain to her like you know the stuff happened like it's part of life it's part of life yeah yeah it's so hard because Grief is hard for everybody, right? And it's not, you know, they have the stages of grief. And I talk about this, like, my clients all the time is it's not, like, this nice order. Mm -hmm. It's usually, like, one day you're angry. One day you're in denial. One day you're happy and accepting it. One day you're this. One day you're that. Or in the same, like, hour you're all those things. Right? It's, like, this big jumbled mess. And I like what you're saying about time is really what it is. Because obviously there's nothing you could do about it. Once someone's gone, you know, unless someone invents some sort of whatever live machine right Mm -hmm. that's that's it and that's why we have you know when people die we have funerals or wakes or shivas or all those things because in those moments when we experience loss we want to know that someone's there yeah that there's someone there who's always going to be for us right when we're feeling sad and so it sounds like you're trying your best right to show her like i'm here i love you you're not alone you know it's okay to feel sad yeah it's hard because we can't just you know snap our fingers and it's going to be all fixed yeah but sometimes we have to let people grieve in the amount of time That's yeah tough. and I always feel like books are a great way because I think kids don't know how to right we're trying to help kids manage their emotions mm-hmm. and when we 
books are such a great oh, this resource. Book was great. This oh. book is so cute and like so sweet. Like, I definitely recommend it for anybody who the invisible else. leash. The invisible leash, mm-hmm. yeah, not sponsored. Right, not sponsored. Um, and the invisible string, we like that one too because it talks about a little bit about it. Yeah, and there's dies. actually a lot of other ones too because when I when I ordered it off Amazon, it should was right. like, oh, you might like all these other ones. Right. There's like an invisible web one that talks about like connecting with all of humanity and like all this stuff. So there's a lot, a lot of different ones, but yeah, for, uh, losing a pet, uh, the invisible leash was a really good, really good book. That's great. I thought it was, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That is really yeah. hard. Talk yeah. About big emotions. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, it really kind of humbled me a little bit. Like it kind of took away my, um, reactivity mm. in a way yeah. because and when she was vulnerable you could be vulnerable yeah yeah and and I think just like kind of realizing like she's really feeling something yeah. you know like this isn't just bad behavior right. like trying to there's you something off. going on and like yes. you know I just had like a whole new I mean, obviously, I was always empathetic towards her. She's my daughter. Right, right, right. But, like, kind of a whole new level yeah. of, like, empathy right. Well, also, her. it sounds like you got it, right? Yeah. You also lost, right, your fur baby, right? You also lost yeah. somebody or something, right? And so it makes sense that you could relate. And so yeah. it made sense to you. I did. Yeah. That's when it's hard, you know, for me and I imagine for others where we don't understand, like, what's going on in their head and their world. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we can get frustrated. Yeah. Right, because we're like, I don't understand, and ah, this is making me crazy. Whereas in this time, even though you had to sort of dig a little bit to understand what was going mm-hmm. on, that once you understood, it made sense to you. Yeah. And then you could be there for her in a different way. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, yeah, that was a big thing that we've been dealing with. And um, I don't know, we actually, well, Evan reached out to her teacher and asked mm-hmm. if they could maybe help us out and see if the kid would just apologize to mm. her for it you know not not making it like a big deal but just right. say like you know if it's possible just to you know um so I don't know maybe maybe that'll work maybe not but you know people don't always say they're sorry right. so you know I'm not like I don't have my heart set on like you know him apologizing I think that's also a lesson to be learned like sometimes people do things and they they're not going to apologize and right. You know, you kind of have to go on and find your own, you know, closure. And sometimes right. people do apologize, and it still doesn't provide you, you know, resolution or closure right. or whatever. No, so. not apologies are going to bring the dog back. Yeah. Right? Bring your pet back. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that was going to be my question is, because I feel like it could be really easy. You were saying that part of you got angry at the kid, part of you could be angry at the parents for having a kid yeah. that can't, part of you could I be angry I definitely thought at, about the parents. Yeah, angry at the school, you know, why the teachers yeah. doing anything about this, although I'm guessing they probably didn't see because they have many kids that yeah, they manage, but there should yeah. be a lot of anger and blame yeah. that you, you could easily go to because mm-hmm. how else, right, there's nothing you can do about your kid's sadness when, you know, death occurs, but... I yell at somebody, it feels yeah, like, like I'm maybe doing I can something. Like, yeah, maybe I can, like, you know, yeah, make myself feel better right. about the whole situation. Yeah, I definitely felt, like, a twinge of anger. Um, I said to the kid, but, yeah, also towards the parents, you know, because there was, like, the thought that went through my mind, like, you know, what kind of parents, you know, have a kid that does something like this. But, you know, it's not the parents. Like, right. it's not – the kid's only four years old. Uh, you right. know, if the kid were older – you know, if we're talking about, like, middle school, high school 
type ages where, you know, at that point, I think they have a better understanding of like, you know, when somebody's asking you for help or like for support, you right. know, not to laugh at them right. about it. Opening up to um, So at that point, I would maybe be a little more, but like at four years old, I, I don't think that right. anyone, like any kid really, or it's understandable why a kid wouldn't be there yet. Right. I think it's so. also, I think I always feel this way if my kid ever does something that is deemed like societal, you know, not good mm-hmm. behavior in society is, you know, obviously I'm not telling him to do it, right? Like, yeah. Right? And I'm assuming these parents aren't saying if someone tells oh, them no, someone I'm died, sure, like, I'm sure laugh at the, them. No, I'm sure if the parents knew, they would be like, tell him, right. explain to him that that's not an appropriate, right. you know, reaction. I'm sure they would, right. I, you know. Right, but it makes sense that when your kid is hurting, you want anger can take over, and it's yeah. sometimes it's easier to blame somebody else mm-hmm. than because yeah, yeah, and that's easier. what I would do like in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, like there were there was an incident um, at school. Oh gosh, I guess it was last year, and um, Harper was involved, and yeah, I definitely that reaction was way different. Like I definitely like went after the teacher like all this I yeah that one. You yeah that. yeah <laughs> I think we were in that one together right? yes and it was kids. a different definitely a different situation yes. it was a totally different situation but um you know looking back I, I probably overreacted mm-hmm. and um you know this time yeah I don't know I just like that was also a year ago during yeah COVID. that's true it was different. I say yeah. anything that happens during the pandemic yeah. is uh was <laughs> It's like how you say calories don't count on vacation. Yeah. I say that. It's like the same thing. Yeah, Emotions COVID are heightened. Yeah, nothing, nothing, mad- nothing counts from COVID. Yeah. yeah. Or you get a pass nice. for that one. Right. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense because at the end, we're all human and we yeah. have our reactions and it's it's tough, especially when it doesn't feel like we can do anything about mm-hmm. it. Like that's what I was saying. It's like sometimes it's like easier to get angry and be like, these are the tasks we have to do. Like, you know, husband, you do all these things. Yeah. Because then it feels like at least something's being accomplished. If I, like, yell at somebody, even though that doesn't solve the problem, it feels like I'm getting, like, air out of my Yeah, lungs. in the moment, though, right? In but the moment. then afterwards, but then it, it actually Makes usually, it like, feels worse. Mm-hmm. 100%. And you feel, like, out of control. Totally. You know? Like, right. in this situation, at least, I felt very, like, in control, which was uh, kind of new oh. to me. Like, feeling you like... You also had an enlightenment. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick so emotions was, and enlightenment. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was actually, you know, I, <sighs> of course, you know, I my heart breaks for Harper. Yeah. But I also learned something from it, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, so I think it, you know, there's going to be some silver lining yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting, right? That not only are we teaching our kids, but our kids are also teaching us. Yeah. Right? And yeah. we're sort of just learning on the way. Mm-hmm. It's life, isn't it? It's go- experiencing obstacles and figuring out how to manage them. And sometimes we're going to fall on our face and it's going to be awful. We're going to have all the, like, horrible feelings about it. And sometimes yeah. we're going to succeed and we're going to mm-hmm. feel great. And that's the journey. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So it's so. tough. Yeah, trying to manage feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's one of the things where we love telling people you're not alone because yeah, we go through these hard times and it's hard to know what to do. It is. It's hard to know. Yeah, if it's the, even what we do, if it's the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lots of big emotions this week, yeah. but yeah, that's good, right? 
think that's it. That's our emotions. That's our story. That's our story. <laughs> Come back next week for more. All right. Thank y'all for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Feel free to DM us on Instagram at mom underscore the podcast with things you want to hear about or even your own stories. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, give us a five-star review and share with another mom friend. And as always, remember that no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. See See you next time. time.